Welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. Today you're listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. Last week, I released an episode on why we need to retreat in order to advance. If you missed it, be sure to go back and listen because it ties well with what we're chatting about today on feeling hard emotions. As a counselor in training, I've discovered that many people suffer from chronic stress and anxiety simply because they do not allow themselves to feel the emotions that arise. Anger and other emotions are normal human responses. Ephesians 4.26 says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Now, today we're going to talk simply about anger. If you want to know more about all the emotions and how to feel them and identify them and process them, I did an entire series last summer on that very thing. So you can go to my website, rachelgilbert.com, go to the podcast page, you can find it there. But today we're taking a deep dive into anger. You've probably heard sermons before that remind us that anger itself is not the problem. Rather, it is the sin that follows that anger. And Ephesians 4.26 that we just read really just confirms that for us. I believe that anger gets lodged in our hearts when we fail to process it. It then gets expressed in ways that we don't even notice. Things like passive aggressiveness, avoidance, stonewalling, not letting other people in. Those are just a few ways that anger can get expressed and we don't even recognize that that's what it is. So what's the solution? We have to learn to, one, identify the fact that it's not a sin to feel anger. I think Christians especially struggle with this. We think that if anger rises up, That itself is a sin, and it's really not. It's just an emotion. It's just a red light that's coming on like it would in your car that's saying, hey, something's wrong that bothered you for some reason, and you need to explore why it bothered you. The problem comes when we don't process it, and then it stays in our heart, and it festers, and it grows into a nasty thing that it never needed to grow into. So in order to make sure that we process it well and we get it out of our heart so it doesn't fester and turn moldy and start growing funky things, we need to feel it and then release it. Here are four extremely simple things that I'm going to tell you that you can do when you have anger rise up and you're not sure what to do with it. The first thing, and I personally believe is the most powerful of these four, talk to God about it. You know, God already knows what you're feeling. He's not surprised or shocked or wounded by the fact that you feel anger. He expects us to feel anger. All right? There's nothing wrong with feeling anger. So go to God, close the door of your closet, get in your car, wherever you can be alone, and just tell God how angry you are about a situation or at a person Whatever it might be. Because a beautiful thing happens in this exchange with God. First of all, it's kind of like we're giving him our anger. But then also, 
it gives us a space to process and say things that we may not ever say to another human being and probably shouldn't say to another human being. And it kind of filters out the junk. It filters out the lies that often attach themselves to anger. I don't know about you, but sometimes I've been praying these kinds of prayers to God and just talking to him and saying, God, I'm so angry about this, this, or this. And oftentimes he will shift my heart on a topic that I'm angry about. He'll show me a different perspective about that situation or about the person, and he'll soften my heart towards that person, and then he'll give me a really awesome battle plan. You know, last week I talked to you about the power of retreating and why we need to do that. This is one of the things we really have got to do when we retreat. Express these things we're wrestling through with the Lord, tell him how we're feeling, and ask him for a battle plan. The second thing you can do to release your anger is to journal about it. Now, I I know some people aren't writers. They don't love to just get out a notebook and write. I want to encourage you, let this journaling be authentic to you. You do not have to write page upon page a beautiful cursive handwriting, expressing your anger or your feelings or whatever. You could do bullet points. You could draw a picture. You could even just write about something else, but there's something powerful that happens when we put pen or pencil to paper and we just express ourselves. It's the whole getting things out. If you would listen to Wednesday interviews, I say that at the beginning of the show that God will bring things up because they're on the way out. I'm just a big fan of getting the things out of our heart that don't need to be there, whether it be anger or any other emotions or um, things that just aren't meant to live there in our heart. We want to get those things out. So journal about it. The third thing, and this one comes after much prayer and processing on your own time, talk to the person about it. Do you know how many times I have personally done this and then I've talked to other people who have done this where... We're mad or angry with somebody, but that somebody doesn't even know about it. They don't even know that the way they spoke to us really hurt us and made us angry. They don't even know that when they forgot to call or they forgot to do something or that that their actions hurt us and made us angry. There are many, many relationships that are broken because we are unwilling to have a hard conversation and come to them with a sound mind and say, hey, I just want you to know that when you spoke to me that way or when you forgot about me or you left me out, that really made me angry and whatever other emotions that it made you feel, letting them know that. I think that one of the reasons we neglect to do this is because anger's gotten such a bad rap of being like this big, explosive, ugly thing. And to be honest, by the time you get to the big, explosive, ugly thing, you've probably been stuffing anger for a really long time. And so that explosive thing comes from a lifetime of feeling angry, anger and hurt. And so anger does not always have to look explosive. You can be talking just like I'm talking to you now and tell somebody that you're angry or upset with them. And actually, they're probably going to receive it a lot better because they don't feel like you're attacking them. It's really important that when we do talk to people and and confront them, that they don't feel attacked. They have to feel like you're coming to them, you're being vulnerable and opening up to them and letting them know how something made you feel, and they're going to be much more open to receiving it. 
Okay, and then the fourth and final thing is something we call in the therapy world an anger iceberg exercise. Now, if you wanna go to my website, I've linked, there's actually a little worksheet that goes with this. You don't need it for today's episode, but I always just like to give you resources. It is from Therapist Aid Tools. But here's how the anger iceberg works. It represents the idea that although anger is displayed outwardly, it's like the tip of the iceberg, right? Other emotions may be hidden beneath the surface. So these other feelings, such as sadness, fear, guilt, might cause a person to feel vulnerable, or they may not have the skills to manage them effectively. So anger is an emotion that tends to be easy to see. However, anger is often just the tip of the iceberg. Other emotions may be hidden beneath the surface. So you could even get out your own piece of paper or your notebook or whatever you have, and you could draw an iceberg. It doesn't have to be fancy, but at the top, at the tip that everybody can see is the anger. But then what emotions are lying beneath? There's always other emotions that are tied to anger. Always, always, always. And so I want you to kind of explore that, all right? And again, as always, this is not a therapy session. If things are coming up for you as we're talking, please schedule a session with your therapist, with your counselor. Uh, If you need resources for that, let me know. But definitely, if you need somebody to process with you, please reach out to a licensed professional. I want to encourage you, lean in to whatever you're feeling today and take space to process it with God. All right, and here are two questions for you to ponder. What emotions have I been stuffing lately? And the second one, how is that stuffing process working? Is it showing up in other areas of my life? Really just ponder, how is that stuffing working for you? And decide if you're ready to make a change. Father, I thank you that you continue to bring things up because they are on the way out. We lean into you today. We thank you that feelings and emotions were your idea. Lord, I pray that every single person sitting under the sound of my voice today is able to process these emotions by coming to you, coming to each other. Just reveal what it is lying beneath, Father. It is in your precious name that we pray, Jesus. Amen. Okay, friends, that's all for today. Hey, as always, be sure to tune in on Wednesday for a special guest interview here on Real Talk with Rachel.